Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those two, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. What do you do when you're not where you want to be in your business or in your life? And when you feel that in big, glaring ways, or even in more subtle ones, how do you come back with more alignment, more authenticity, and more abundance after setbacks, rather than slipping further into doubt, self-sabotage, and struggle? Above all, how do you trust that the path that's unfolding beneath your feet is the right path for you? the one that leads you to fulfilling your ultimate potential. We'll be exploring all of this and more in an intimate five-part limited series that I'm offering here on the podcast during the first week of November. It's called From Heartbreak to Wholeness, How I Overcame Immense Hardship to Create a More Aligned, Authentic, and Abundant Business and Life, and How You Can Too. In it, I'm sharing some vulnerable stories from my recent past along with teachings and practices in service of validating anything that you have also lived through or may be experiencing right now. Starting on October 29th, I'll be releasing one episode each day for five days, and the whole series expires on November 8th, so I encourage you to listen to everything by then. The episodes are short, sweet, and I think enjoyable. I also welcome you to share these with any women in your life who could benefit from hearing them as well. I had a lot of fun creating them, and I look forward to sharing them with you. So let's get started. 
Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. Welcome back, my friend. How are you doing after our exploration into mistakes, misstep, and shame? Some heavy topics I know, and that can be one of the many things that keeps us from turning towards it. But hopefully you're seeing that, as the saying goes, what you resist persists. So instead of avoiding aspects of ourselves or our lives, actively denying or trying to split off from them, really the only sane, sustainable, and effective path forward is to include them. We can mistakenly think that including them will be too painful, that it will destroy us or damage us, that we're not strong enough. But really, the exact opposite is true. Turning toward these more challenging aspects of ourselves and our lives is the doorway to our peace, our wholeness, our abundance, our authenticity, all the things that we want. It's the avoiding of them that creates the pain that splinters us off from ourselves. And that leaves us feeling constantly less than and not enough. So let's make an agreement right here and now to simply stop doing that to ourselves, okay? I think it's safe to say that we've done too much of that already. And that we want more for ourselves for our lives, for our vocations that we're capable of so much more. Part of my intention behind this series is to remind you of just how capable you are of being the woman you know you're born to be and of living the life you know you're born to live. She's in you. She's here. There may be some things occluding that. That's okay. That's part of the human experience. But she's living in you, and I'm here to encourage you, to support you, to challenge you, to help bring her out more and more and more. Even when the the odds are stacked against you and you think it's too late, that you're the exception, that you're, you're the only one who can't do that, or that it's just simply impossible, I know I thought and felt all of those things too over these past several years. As part of the process. But that's not the end of the story. That's not the final destination. Those are simply states of being 
that we all pass through on the way to embodying our greatness. Those are pit stops, you could say. So a reminder, you are in the right place. You are in the right life. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. And the doorway to more, more freedom, more alignment, more joy, more you is living in the parts of yourself in your life that you've been avoiding. Now, I know that's a countercultural approach, which as you're likely finding is my approach. (laughs) There's there's a lot of things that are just not right about our culture that we need to shift and start swimming in a different direction, which is actually the direction of life. But let's unpack that a bit more. Remember back in one of the earlier episodes when I shared that I am an internal family systems or IFS practitioner and that the core modality I embraced to help me heal over these past several years was IFS. Well, that's what I want to dive more deeply into with you here today. First off, a few core concepts about IFS. First, it's an evidence-based psychotherapeutic framework that was founded in the 1990s by Dr. Richard or Dick Schwartz. He found through working in a recovery program with women who are suffering from eating disorders that many of these women would speak about parts of themselves that made them do certain things that treatment was trying to get them to stop doing, things like cutting themselves, binging, purging, so various forms of self-harm. And as he dove deeper into these relationships, these healing relationships with these women, these young women, Dick started to explore what it would be like to take the model of family systems theory, which he'd been practicing with actual families, and to transpose that onto one's inner world to see how different parts that these women were speaking about, to start to see those as inner family members. And just like in regular family therapy, where you always want to address the most wounded or disruptive member of the family before any deeper change can be affected in the system, because it's not safe for vulnerabilities to surface until that threat, you could say, is addressed and until safety is established. And the same is true in our inner worlds. With this, we want to tune in and see, get curious, what members of our inner families are causing the most disruption and making it feel unsafe for the more vulnerable parts of the system to get the help that they need and for the whole system to feel safe enough to heal because we need safety to heal. We need a relaxed nervous system to instigate the natural healing processes, processes in the body and in the psyche and in the soul. Let's explore some examples of this. So some of these kinds of more disruptive or threatening parts that we might want to address first are inner critics, those ones that judge and criticize us. Our task masters, those ones are perfectionists, those ones that make us work too hard, 
and override our body's signals and our boundaries. Or maybe we want to address some self-soothing parts, ones that tend to turn to substances or behaviors that harm us in order to temporarily calm certain emotions, like turning to alcohol or food or anything in excess that ultimately is not really beneficial for the system. It might be like a, a short-term, short-term solution, but it creates more pain in the long term. I've definitely experienced that and you likely have too. Again, there's no shame in any of this. This is all part of being human. As we start to turn inwards with more curiosity, we start to see more and more members of our inner families or an IFS. These are called our parts. We can recognize our parts through our thoughts and internal messages, through sensations in the body, even illnesses and injuries, as well as certain emotions and or behaviors. So it could be the internal message of I'm not good enough, I'm not enough. If you have chronic constipation or you have sciatica or an autoimmune illness, those are examples of parts. If you're feeling anxiety or depression or you tend to do a lot of people pleasing and betraying your own inner knowing, those are all parts. Often our parts cluster together, so we can have groups of parts associated with our anxiety, our vulnerability, or our various protective strategies, which we developed when we were young, when we didn't have the support that we needed to make it through hard moments. And one of the central premises of IFS is that all parts are welcome. And this builds on the core belief that all parts of us are inherently good. Yes, some parts may be saying bad things or doing bad things. I I say bad with air quotes, like erupting in anger or drinking too much or being arrogant. But at their core, these parts are all ultimately good. In Buddhism, there's the concept of basic goodness that all beings have at their core, this basic goodness. And the founder of IFS, Dick Schwartz, would say that our parts are sacred little beings. They're, they are these little beings. They're, they're, they're very real, very alive. They have their own, their own nervous systems, their own views of reality. And we start to realize this more and more as we become more intimate with our inner worlds and our inner families. Another core premise in IFS is that while we have a multiplicity of parts, which we can all recognize when we acknowledge that a part of me wants to do this, but another part of me wants to do that. Like a part of me wants to go out tonight to this event, but another part of me wants to just sit on the couch and watch a show. So while that is true, that while we have that multiplicity, we also have a singular core self with a capital S. And this self is our essence. Like in other spiritual traditions, you could say it's our Buddha nature, our soul, our highest self, the spark of the divine. And this self can never be damaged. It can never be destroyed, no matter what we've experienced in our lives. Ultimately, it's our wounded parts 
that bring us on the path of personal development or even that bring us to listen to something like this. And because we've had tastes of our self energy, maybe you meditate or practice yoga or have some sort of spiritual practice or times in nature where you've felt that more, but we all want to experience more of that. We want to live more self-led lives. We don't want those to be singular, isolated experiences. We want those to be our continuum of reality. We want who we truly are to be the one driving the bus and calling the shots. We want ourselves to be the CEO in our businesses. Another way to think of this is that the self is like an orchestra conductor and it directs all the different parts, like the musicians, their instruments, to play a harmonious melody that is ultimately your life well lived. And as we start to experience IFS more, we realize that it's so much more than simply a psychotherapeutic framework. Yes, it is that. Yes. It can actually heal deep traumas and deep patterns that other modes of therapy can't. That has been my experience. That's why I've trained in it. That's why I teach it. But it's also a spiritual practice and a way of life. It's a way of moving from living a fear-led life to living an inspiration-led life, which if we're to be really honest, is what we're up to together here now, isn't it? To move from living a fear-led life to living an inspiration-led life. This is why I'm so passionate about weaving IFS into everything that I do. It's such a powerful tool. And when you go deeper into my programs or when I work with my private clients, we really use IFS as this powerful catalyst for experiencing breakthroughs, breakthrough transformations. And The results are nothing short of extraordinary. I often say this has been life-changing for me. And it's very common that my students and clients reflect back to me how life-changing it has been for them. So let's dive a little bit deeper into IFS. And I'll even offer you a specific practice in just a moment that will give you a tangible experience of its power. Most of the time, we're living in what IFS calls a blended state. This means that one of our parts has taken center stage. It's taken the role of the conductor. And as we think, and we, as that happens, we think that's who we are. And we don't even notice that it's happening. So we think that we're our shame. We think that we're a horrible person. We think we're the critical voices in our heads. We think we're incredibly unsafe. We think that we can't handle something. We think we're wrong, that we've done something wrong. We think we're not enough. We think all sorts of things. But those are all misguided parts, which like children need our care and need our attention and need our direction. Remember who we truly are is our self. And IFS describes ourself with something called the eight C's. It's basically just eight words that start with the letter C that point to the qualities that are present when we are abiding in our essential self. So these qualities are compassion, curiosity, creativity, clarity, 
calm, courage, connection, confidence, and creativity. Let me share those one more time. The eight essential qualities of our essential self are compassion, curiosity, creativity, clarity, calm, courage, connection, confidence, and creativity. I invite you to feel into your relationship with these qualities, both now and historically. When are the times in your life when you felt these the most? What was happening around you? What were you doing? Who were you with? This helps us to see the inner and outer circumstances that help us to feel more like ourselves. And contrast is powerful. It helps us to see what leads us away from that. Now, I also want to emphasize that parts aren't bad and self isn't good. They're both essential aspects of ourselves. You could say that our parts are our humanity and our self is our divinity. And our path of healing and becoming is to embody both of these as fully and skillfully as we can. This is how we embody our full potential. Not just as a vapid statement, but as a lived reality. Now let's take a look at my own story through the lens of what we're exploring here today. As I started to dive into my healing after the betrayal, I began to flesh out a more extensive map of myself than I previously had access to. I welcomed the parts of me that were striving for love and approval in my relationship and in my career. Parts that did things like sometimes presenting a persona in my work or in my relationships. Parts of me who would override my inner knowing and try to seek success and acceptance. I welcomed the parts of me that were avoiding my fear of rejection, of abandonment, of failure, and of being alone. I was really afraid of being alone. And some of these parts included my inner critic, my people pleaser. They were all working hard to prevent me from touching into these deeper vulnerabilities, much less letting anyone else see them. And deep down, there were very young, very vulnerable parts of me that were holding those fears in the first place. And while I'd done a lot of inner child work up until that point, those little girl aspects of me still hadn't yet been healed. There were dimensions of these inner children that had not yet been healed because some of my most core protective and personality patterns were still running my life. When I brought my deep desire for healing and curiosity to the process with the support of the IFS model, I could start to map out a fuller version of me. A me who included the bright, shiny, successful parts, parts that I was showing to the world, and the me that included all the wounded, insecure, fearful parts 
and everything in between. I could start to be with them all. Just like a loving parent would be with all of her children without preference. I could inhabit my wise, spacious center, as well as the more chaotic, challenging parts of my personality. And I still do that, although the spectrum is less extreme. This is how I became whole. This is how we all become whole. It doesn't happen overnight, but when we stick with it over time, it does happen. So this is one of the core reasons why on this audio journey, I'm really encouraging you to stick with it because this stick with it quality creates this consistency and consistency is what gets us to where we want to go. There is no magic bullet. There is no quick fix. This takes time, but incredible, transformative, life-changing results happen. And I don't just say that in an empty, as an empty promise. Like th- This is real. It does happen when you stick with it. So if you're doing something right now as you're listening, I invite you to take some time afterwards to start to flesh out a map of you. Although if you are in a space where you can do this now, you're welcome to just pause this and then follow the instructions to come. But whenever you do this practice, take out a piece of paper. You can use a regular pen or you can pull out some crayons, markers, even paints. You do not need any artistic ability to do this. It's an intuitive process. And I really mean this when I say that kindergarten style scribbles are totally welcome too. You can also, you can also just use words. The only person who's going to see this is you. This is to help you get to know you better. Now, in a stream of consciousness brain dump, put down on the page, wherever and however makes the most sense to you, all of the parts of yourself that you notice. Don't leave anything out. And rest assured, there is no way you can do this wrong. For example, say that you're feeling really tired today. That's a part of you, a part that's feeling tired. How does that want to be represented on the page? Say you're feeling anxious about a project you're working on. Put that part down. You're worried about whether or not someone likes you. Yep, that's a part too. You're feeling trusting and open. How can you show that on the page? I think you get the idea. Keep going with that. Pause the audio as you need to. There's something powerful that happens when we take this process out of our heads and represent it externally. As we put one part on the page, it usually reveals others that it's connected with or that it was hiding. So the actual doing of this practice reveals things that were previously unconscious. A huge part of what we're doing here is moving things from the unconscious into consciousness so we can live with our full presence, our full power, our full selves. When you finish, you can step back and notice what you see. What's being reflected back to you in this map of you. 
And what does this communicate to you about your own path to wholeness and embodying the fullness of who you are? What we start to see is that this is an actual healing map, a map that shows us the parts of us that need more attention and support, who without that risk being inner obstacles. And we can see the parts of us that are inner resources or allies whom we can call upon in a bigger way. But take some time to do this, even just five minutes. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Then hang on to this map, even bring it with you as you listen to the next episode. Because you'll soon see how this place of seeing the entirety of ourselves has prepared us to take a next powerful step. But remember, this is full spectrum living and full spectrum transformation. So this wasn't just a lot of talking. This was a really valuable, tangible practice that you can build on as we move forward. That's something that I value in all of my work. Now, from this place of more clearly seeing the entirety of ourselves, we'll be ready to take that next step, the step of more fully striding towards our destiny, which you'll learn in the next episode isn't exactly what you think it is and how that's a really good thing. But because each of these steps builds on the previous one, keep going. Remember that consistency. You're doing awesome. I'm cheering you on. I'm celebrating you as we stride closer and closer to each of our true destinies. In tomorrow's episode, I'll also be inviting you into a longer, deeper experience to do this transformational work together. For, for those of you who want to go on that journey with me and a community of other wise women. But we'll go into all of this in much more depth then. And I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my Sunday journal. It's a weekly newsletter filled with inspiration and reflections about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential to help you become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. You can subscribe at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash journal. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you'd leave a review. It helps others find resources like this, and I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going, and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.